Looking ahead at this week on Wall Street, it is jam-packed. It's earnings season, but it's earnings season on steroids. Over a third of the S&P 500 are coming. Lots of household names. The Amazons and Googles and Apples of the world all will be reporting. And the Federal Reserve is meeting, so we're going to hear from them Wednesday. And the president is going to outline this American family's plan. So lots of important things to the market, but what is the most important? Pat O'Hare is the chief market analyst for briefing.com and keeps up with all these things and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Hi, Dave. It's great to be back with you. Thank you. So, I mean, this our plate is full. <laughs> what, what, what's the most important thing, do you think, for the market? Well, I think it is going to be the, the earnings. And, and um, uh, as you alluded to, you have about a third of the S&P 500. I think we've got 10 Dow components that are reporting this week. Uh, but within that, that uh, grouping, of course, you have the, the real heavyweights, right? The Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, um, I and mean, Tesla's after the close on Monday. Um, so you got a lot of market cap weight concentrated in, in a, a handful of names that, uh, that always have high expectations, I think, going into those, those results. Uh, and it's usually a question mark as to whether, uh, um, you know, what they're going to say in terms of guidance and how that could ultimately impact their stock prices. And so um, you want to see positive reactions, uh, you know, in those really heavily weighted uh, high market cap names, uh, certainly as it relates to, uh, you know, index performance. Um, but we did see, to be fair, um, earlier in the year when you had some of these real mega cap stocks underperform the market, you had a really healthy rotation within the market that kind of mitigated some of the declines we saw in those in those mega cap names. So now it's a question of whether the the market, having run as much as it has with the help of those value stocks, can continue to with, withstand any selling pressure that could result following the earnings reports from these mega caps. Yeah, you but, know, it, um, it, it strikes me also that we're going to be looking for some answers here. You've got you've got Ford coming and and Caterpillar and Boeing. And, and we've really been worrying about the supply chain and whether they're getting stuff. And then Texas Instruments is reporting, I think, this week. And, of course, there's a, a massive shortage of computer chips or semiconductor chips. So we need some positive answers to, to those areas, too, don't we? Um, well, we do, and, and you're not going to get them, <laughs> so, uh, I think, as it relates to the semiconductor shortage issue. I think you're going to continue to hear uh, the likes of, you know, Texas Instruments and the Advanced Micro Devices is out reporting also this week, and and and, and they're just going to continue to to reiterate that, yeah, yeah, that there are you know shortages there that are you're going to need to be you know, work work through in terms of getting that supply up to speed. Um, and, and as we've heard from a number of auto companies in particular, you know, that's certainly an impact of their production. And, and now, um, there were some press reports recently that are, you know, starting to, that are suggesting that this, uh, semiconductor shortage is starting to affect the production of smartphones and TVs and, uh, uh and, and other consumer electronic products. And so, uh, so that's going to be an over, overhanging issue for, for several quarters still. Um, but the other thing that, uh, that, people are going to pay a lot of attention to is, you know, just simply, you know, what are these companies experiencing in terms of, you know, input costs? Um, you know, it's pretty clear that everyone's being affected by raw material prices, but, uh, you know, how is that factoring in and whether that's having 
any pronounced impact on uh, expected profit margins. So we, so we bring inflation back into the picture, too, which maybe is a good time to be hearing from the Fed. Uh, the Fed starts meeting Tuesday, what, Tuesday midday. Then Wednesday afternoon we hear what they think about the economy. You think that's that's one of the areas they ought to be addressing, isn't it? Uh, the, any, any signs of inflation showing up? Well, certainly in the you know recent reports we saw for the consumer price index, producer price index, and then uh, import prices uh, in, in March, yeah, there was no question that there was inflation showing up in those numbers. Uh, now, uh, what was interesting about that is that the, the Treasury market uh, took that news uh, very well, <laughs> all things considered. You saw the yield on the 10-year note actually go down in the wake of some of those high inflation yeah, trends. Yeah, so. and that made absolutely no sense at all. That was the, the, the most illogical move I saw in the market last week. That, that's right, and and it does sort of open the, the door to assertions that perhaps it was driven more by short covering activity because the, the move was counterintuitive. And, uh, you know, when things kind of get going in the wrong direction and there are a lot of, you know, well-known uh, short positions uh, as it relates to these longer bonds, um, you get a lot of that short covering activity that kind of exacerbates the move. So you may have some, a little bit more of that to work off, but uh, I don't think, you know, from our briefing.com's vantage point, um, we do see, you know, inflation rising here, you know, certainly in, in coming months. And we think it's going to be another stress test for the Treasury market and, and likely to see those yields start to press higher again, um, because you, you're just going to get so much unleashing of a pent up demand here. And, and you're seeing, uh, as we've talked about already, supply chain sh shortages and um, certainly higher, you know, commodity prices you know, feeding through here. And, and uh, you know, it's just a question of whether the, the market is going to continue to buy into the Fed's notion that these are going to be transitory uh, issues. And, uh, and and to be fair, so far, the, the, the market is, is, is abiding by the Fed's viewpoint. But if you get a break there and the market starts to have some serious doubts, you're going to see that reflected in higher uh, long-term interest rates that are going to become problematic for the stock market then. We, we saw... Last week, we saw about a one-day reaction, really negative reaction, to uh, to this plan to tax the super wealthy and, and, in essence, raise capital gains tax to to double the rate that they are right now. I guess if this is coming out, if this comes out in the American Families Plan, the president's unveiling, is that something the market's going to watch closely? Well, the market is certainly attentive to any type of uh, – talk of tax increases, uh, not just at the capital gains level, but in terms of, you know, corporate taxes as well. And, and that's also being bandied about as part of the, the infrastructure stimulus package that's uh, been proposed that's, that's separate from the American Families Plan. So, uh, you know, again, the market, though, did, did seem to weather the initial headline fairly well, partly because it, it should not have been really a surprise, David. I mean, you know, President Biden, you know, used that as part of his campaign. He basically told us that he was going to, you know, uh, propose a higher capital gains tax rate for, for, for the wealthy. And, and lo and behold, here we are. I think maybe if there's any shock value to it, it's just the idea that it's it's coming as soon as it's coming, um, knowing that we're still trying to eradicate, you know, the coronavirus. And um, But it is something that, you know, the market is going to have to contend with. Uh, and, uh, and it's also going to have to contend as the year progresses with the potential legislative push to to raise the corporate tax rate. And, uh, you know, that could be something more of an issue as we roll into 2022 toward the back end of the year. But 
it does uh, kind of put people on notice to, to, to realize that there are some headwinds out there, uh, you know, on the horizon and, and they could be impactful as it relates to, to equity valuations. Let, let me ask you one thing. Have you seen enough earnings? Have you guys seen enough companies reporting earnings are better yet giving guidance that you get a sense of this earnings season yet? Well, the sense is, yes, it's a very clear sense that this is a fantastic earnings season. Um, you know, according to facts that you have a blended growth rate of uh, just about 34% for the S&P 500 year over year growth. And, and uh, you know, on March 31st, that that estimate stood at about 24%. So so we've seen huge, uh, huge number of companies reporting some really large uh, earnings surprises. Um, and, and that's been, you know, it's been a nice to see. Of course, the market has been a little bit more uh, deliberate in its reaction to those really good results. Uh, and that's owed in part to the idea that uh, it had already run up ahead of the, ahead of these these results, and so, so a lot of that good news has been priced in already, which is why, you know, the guidance that you're hearing now uh, as we get into the meat of earnings season and what companies are saying about you know these higher input costs and and what that might do to margins and how it could um, you know perhaps adversely impact their guidance for the remainder of the year that's going to be an important message uh, that could kind of slow the market's momentum if you hear more and more companies starting to talk about some of the uh, inflationary uh, factors there. Yeah, we ought to have a better picture of things by uh, by midday Friday after the last of these reports come in. It'll be fun to watch. Pat O'Hare is Chief Market Analyst for Briefing.com. We always enjoy our conversations. Thank you very much for the time. My pleasure, David. Thank you. Thanks for more of our conversation with Mr. O'Hare. Go to KRLD.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.